What's going on, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Chicken Scratch Gospel, coming to you from Midtown Studios, beautiful downtown Bakersfield. I am your host, Matt, along with me, my co-host, Daniel. What is going on? What is up, man? What is up? How's it going? You're looking at, I, I just was yeah. really, I was really um, taken aback just then because we had like a really, really hard stop on the, <laughs> on the intro. I was like, oh, yeah, man, get to it already. Yeah. Like, I'm doing great. How are you? I'm good, man. I'm Andy, good. how are you? I'm fine. I don't know how that happens. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. That's all right, man. We're, we're, we're bringing you a, another fresh, fresh episode of CSG, man. We've had some great uh, Chicken Scratch Gospel moments, and I'm looking forward to many, many more in the future. This Chicken Scratch Gospel moment uh, is brought to you by Jeremiah 29, 11. And that's the verse. Right uh, there. That's the verse right that's, there. Right. That's the refrigerator. That's verse the refrigerator right verse. That's the one that you got it on a bumper sticker on the back of your car. That's on the church van. That's yeah. <laughs> that's on a banner somewhere in the in the fellowship hall. Like it's you've you've seen this. You've heard this. You know this. And uh, this is for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. And it is such a beautiful, beautiful promise. Mm. And I want to dive into this today. But the first thing that I want to say, you know, this 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 kind of was brought up in the under the guise of like I had been reading through some some Devo stuff, and I was reading um, in Jeremiah anyway. And I didn't just read Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, which everybody quotes Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. Everybody quotes Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. Very few people go on to, to 12 and 13. Mm-hmm. But the first thing that, that we need to recognize in Jeremiah 29, 11 is it is a beautiful promise. And that promise is this. You, you have been created for hope. Yeah. Like all people have been created for hope. You, you, you've heard it said probably that everyone has a, guy, a God-sized hole in their hearts Right. If they're if they're not living for Jesus, listen, there is a there is a void inside of your heart. There's a vacuum. It is God's only God. That's meant for your hope to be placed in God through Christ. And um, I want to talk a little bit about hope and, and about what that means. You know, it, and the, the, the episode's title is funny because, you know, I remember this old song, you know, wishing and hoping and planning and dreaming. And all that, and we we do a lot of wishing, we do a lot of planning, we do a lot of dreaming, but I wonder, in what is your hope placed? Where 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 is your hope focused the most? You know what I mean? Because we've heard this for for years in the church, right? Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. That's that's a stand. That's a stand by scripture. Yeah, yeah, it is, man. It is. I think everybody, um, uh, not everybody, but a lot of people, of course, have. Um, kind of adopted this verse. Right. I think this is kind of like, I think this is like my, my youngest son's favorite verse too. Um, because good it, choice. It, 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 it has so much, like just, there's just so much encouragement in it, mm-hmm. um, which is amazing. And I think that this promise is, is for everyone, but, but yeah, man, I think we do. I think we do get into the rut of, of doing a lot of dreaming and planning and, and wishing. Um, but do we really know, you know, hope, do we really cling to hope? Do we really um, right. focus in on what God has for us, you know, yeah. um, especially with, with 2020, you know, being last year and then this year coming into 2021, um, are we hoping in, in the correct, in the correct way? Right. Um, yeah. What, what, what are you, what are you placing your hope in, man? Are yeah. you just, are you placing your hope in 2021? Right. <laughs> 
Because that, that's the wrong placement of hope, I feel. Yeah. You know, you, you're going to be disappointed. Chances are at some point this year you'll, you'll feel some disappointment. As with every other single year that you've ever lived in your life. But if you're, so if you're placing your hope in the year, the year is going to disappoint you. And then I think even, are you placing your hope in yourself? Mm. And are you placing your hope in your own um, abilities and your own um, strength? Because I think for us, and this was the big, the big thing for me, even in the last couple of years, um, I thought I was hoping in, in God. But I was hoping in myself a lot. Mm. I was hoping in the things that I could do or the things that I could, you know, plan for yeah. um, and the things that I wanted in my life. And I placed my and how many of you guys know that, man, putting your hope in yourself is a dangerous thing because even absolutely you're, you're faulty. You know, you're 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 faulty. Sometimes you're flaky, you're inconsistent. And so even placing your hope in yourself um, is not the way to to start your year. <laughs> no, nah, man, that, that can be really, really. Uh, really, really tough. And, and it's, that's, what's so interesting about if we, if we don't, if we look beyond Jeremiah 29, 11, and we look into 12 and 13, you know, verses 12 and 13 go, go on to say things like, you know, verse 12, when you, when you pray, which if you haven't listened to that episode, when, not if go back and listen to it. But when you pray, I will listen. God, God is, that's what an amazing, yeah, you've been created for hope. When you pray to me, I will listen to you. I'm going to hear you. Uh, if you look for me wholeheartedly, yeah. goes on in verse 13. If you look for me with all of your heart, here's another promise. You'll find me. So, yeah, I know the plans. God, and remember, this is God saying, I know the plans yeah. that I have for you. You think the plans that God has for you. Yeah. God knows the plans that he has for you. Yeah. And they're plans to prosper us and, and, and not to harm us and plans to give us hope in the future. And I, and, and I think that we hold on to the scripture and sometimes it's difficult because we have a, we, we miscontextualize the meaning of the scripture when we read that part that says plans to prosper you and not to harm you and we're broke and we're hurting and we're like, God, this can't be your plan because I'm broke and I'm hurting. Mm -hmm. But when things grow, when you grow, you hurt too. So if God is going to, if God, if you're going through a season where God is growing you, now maybe you're broke just because you're bad with money. Okay. (laughs) First of all, let's, let's not, let's not, let's not uh, hesitate to say that you might just be terrible with money. And maybe that's why you're broke or terrible with a budget or whatever. But if you're going through a season where it seems like ends are barely meeting or whatever, maybe God is, is placed you in a position where he wants you to trust him. Mm-hmm. He wants you to trust him. Maybe if you're going through some growing pain spiritually, maybe God just wants you to trust that his plans are to give you a future and a hope right. so that you place your hope in the right place no matter what the season. Yeah. Yeah, I like I love this because we've been talking about, um, <clears throat> you know, this whole concept of hope and the plans that he has. And I think there's, there's um, in the context of this verse, the Lord's telling the, the people of Israel, the nation of Israel, I have plans for you, you know? Um, and that's kind of the context of, of what this verse is, is the Lord speaking to his people and he's saying, I have plans for you, yeah. plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans to give you hope. I wonder what the disciples, <laughs> I'll make a point right here, just kind of follow me. I wonder what Let's the go. disciples felt about this verse when 
they were being persecuted and tortured um, and running, you know? I wonder how, how Jesus felt about this. Well, we know how Jesus felt. I wonder how Mary and Joseph felt about this verse when they were running with the baby to Egypt because they wanted to kill their baby. Mm-hmm. For I know the plans I have for you, though, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you. I think if, <clears throat> if we're not careful, um, God wants to do something in us. Right. And he has plans to prosper us. Um, now, don't get me wrong. Like, I think externally, uh, he wants to bless us. And, but God wants to do something in here, man, because you could be at your lowest point yeah. and be prosperous. You could be at your lowest point and you can have hope. You could be at your lowest point and know that you have a future. And I think uh, these disciples, when they were just sold out for Jesus and they were spreading the gospel and they were being persecuted, um, this verse still hit for them. Because yeah. they're like, you know what? None of this stuff even matters anymore. Like the Lord has a plan for us. The Lord has um, a hope for us. We have a future, and the Holy Spirit revealed to them that what was what was you know um, important or significant here on earth wasn't as important anymore. You know because right. God has something greater. I think for us, like even going into twenty twenty, like this verse, it's, it's man, God has a hope. But what is that hope, man? The hope is that we are made whole. The hope is that we're, we're prosperous through the gospel, through love. Mm. The hope is that we're going to see Jesus, you know, soon. And so we thrive on this hope, you know, throughout the year. And, and uh, so I, I think just staying fixed on that concept, you know, the idea. Yeah, I think that's so true. I think issues, you know, issues arise when, when people place their hope in the wrong nouns. Yes. Yeah. Right. Like people, places, and things will fail you. Mm-hmm. God will not. And so if you focus on God, if you, if you, if you're, if you're pouring, not, if you're not pouring over the, the circumstantial nature of wherever you're at, but you're pouring over who God is and, and who you are in him and, and what he has said that you are, yeah. you know, um, um, I love, I love that song, uh, you know, that, that says, you know, whom the sun sets free is free to, yeah. you know, because, because of that, that bridge, man, that bridge of I'm chosen, I'm not forsaken. I am who you say I am. Why? Because sometimes I don't have nice things to say about me. Right. And I have to remind myself, but God says that his plans are to give me a hope and future. So God, God says, you know what God says? That through Christ, that, that I'm a royal priesthood, mm-hmm. that I'm a chosen people. God, Christ himself calls the church his beloved, and I'm a part of that church. Right. I'm his beloved. Mm-hmm. You know, and so we, we need to, we need to, ensure that we're placing our hope in it because when we place our hope in the wrong nouns, we're setting ourselves up for disappointment. You're going to be disappointed. Mm -hmm. And, um, I remember thinking about this scripture when, um, my, my uh, wife, Amanda and I, we have two beautiful babies, um, Karis and Tony, they are, they're uh, getting, I I call them babies. Like every, every kid under the age of teenager to me, for whatever reason I've turned into now this, (laughs) This guy who just is like, oh, it's okay, baby. You're doing all right, baby. Yeah. You're doing a good job. Like everybody's babies, but, but you know, the, they're, 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 they're 12 and 11. Right. So anyway, um, two, we, we, there are miracle babies in, in, um, the reason why, and that was actually a name not given from us, but that was a name that the doctors, uh, called, you know, our kids, they said they're, they're those are your miracle babies because for a lot of years, Amanda and I were trying to have a family. And um, we had experienced the loss of at least six um, 
kids, at least six pregnancies that were not carried um, to full term. And it broke our hearts because we wanted kids so badly and we wanted a family so badly. And I remember the last time we experienced uh, one of those losses, being in the hospital and having an argument with God about that and talking to God and saying, God, you, I've only ever wanted to be a dad. I've always wanted to be a father. I've always wanted, I didn't have a good dad growing up. I wanted to be a good dad. I didn't have a great family experience growing up. And so I wanted to build a great family and I'm having this argument with God. You said that your plans were to be prosperous for me, that, that I was to have hope and that I was going to have a future and that you weren't going to harm me. And this hurts. This sucks. This is not okay. And I'm hollering at God in this hospital room. And I then found myself literally have no explanation for it. I'm not, you know, I'm not going to say what happened there, but I, I do believe now looking back on it, God clearly took me to a set of scriptures that I'd never really thought on or meditated over. And that's Romans chapter five, verses one through five. And he says, um, therefore, since we've been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access to faith into this grace in which we now stand. And we boast in the hope of the glory of God. We boast in that. Not only that, though, we also glory in our sufferings. And I didn't like that when I read it, and so I went on. I continued. Sometimes if you don't like what you read, keep reading. <laughs> get, the, get the full scope of what it is that you're looking at here. But we also glory in our sufferings. Why? Because we know that suffering produces perseverance. Perseverance produces character and character produces hope. And that hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Other translations say it like this. This hope does not disappoint. And I found out in that moment in time that in the middle of this loss that I was blaming God for, that my hope had been in our ability to make a family and that my hope was not placed in God's timing and God's will for when that would happen. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? We can be so caught up of the things that we can do or the things that we're able to produce or the stuff that we want to see happen that we forget that God knows the plans his good plans, those plans to give us a hope that won't disappoint, the plans to prosper us and not harm us. He knows all of those things. He knows the end from the beginning. He knows every single season before it happens. That kind of hope, when you can hope in God and really trust all of that together, then you'll have a different perspective when you're walking through some sufferings. Yeah, this is I love this verse too, man. It's just a picture of the process, really. Yes. Um, because you went through that process um, over the span of a few years of the suffering and then the character building, the perseverance, not right. giving up, and the character building and ultimately hope and the love and the Holy Spirit, you know, poured into your heart and your marriage and your family um, to give you that hope and, and you just knowing, like confidently knowing, like God's not giving up on me. Like I got hope. Like he, he's, he's going to, he's going to see us through and he, he's going to, he's going to provide everything that we need. Yeah. You know, and that's, 
that's the goal is to get to that place each in each stage of, of life. And, and you know what I discovered in that in that season was um, was that before I became a father, I God helped me become a better husband. Because in those moments, I was able then to mourn with my wife. You know, it was my job to hold her. It was my job to love her. It was my job to, for us to walk through this experience together. And so in, in me desiring to be a father, God helped to develop me into a better husband first. Yeah. And I wasn't looking at that at the time. I was upset because yeah. we were, and then now, now sometimes, you know, Amanda and I will sit around, we talk about it. We're like, you know, uh, I wonder if, I wonder if all those babies have red hair. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder what their names are. Cause we didn't, we, we, we haven't named them, but God knows their name. Mm-hmm. And so when we get to go see him, I'm just going to be attacked by these, by this mob of redheaded mutants that are like that I don't even know their names are just going to come and attack like what's that going to be like like we're and now I'm like I'm excited I'm looking forward to this to this day to is this the moment is this how the moment is going to happen you know what I mean like I I have a different my hope is different and 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 it really has helped me to be a better husband better father God will grow you in these seasons if you just hold on to hope and if you place your hope in the right things he will do yes he's developing some stuff because God doesn't waste anything you know, God will not waste anything. He knows the plans that he has for you. Yeah, you even see like um, pre, pre-Peter, pre before, you know, Jesus right. was arrested. And, and we know the story of him denying Jesus three times. And we see this, this disciple just so fragile, you know, um, lacking hope, lacking everything. And he's just, and then you see him in the book of Acts and he's just this power for the gospel. Um because he went through the process of, right. you know, the suffering. He went through the process of the perseverance. He went through the process that built his character to become who he was, you know, as a pioneer of, of the movement. And so you see how God works through through the suffering. You see these disciples that, that did die, you know, um, and martyred. But, man, they had so much hope because they knew, mm. you know, they knew through their, through their sufferings, they knew who they were, what their mission was, you know, and, and what their hope was placed in. Yeah, and, and I, you know, remembering that before Peter denied Jesus, he was the dude that said, oh, I'm yeah. never going to leave you. Yeah. I'm, no, man, unto death. I'm going to, if even if they kill me, I'm still going to follow you. And Jesus was like, you know what, you're right. Mm-hmm. Amen, that's going to happen. But you don't have that kind of hope yet. Mm-hmm. You're going to deny me three times. This is what, And sometimes we have to go through a season where we go out and weep bitterly before we can experience having the hope that will take us to this place where, where it took Peter. You know, there's an, old, there's an old story about, you know, as Peter got older, that uh, he would cry a lot. And one of Peter's disciples finally got up the courage to ask him, why are you crying all the time? And, and, and it said that, the adage says that uh, Peter's response to this was desiderio domini, mm-hmm. which means I, I, I dearly long to be with my Lord. He had gotten to this place in his life where it's like, I just, I just miss, yeah. I, I, I used to, he made me breakfast. We would, we would walk together. We would, I'm living for him, but, but man, right now I just, I, I miss him and I dearly long to be with him. His hope had shifted yeah. 
to this place to where even when he was being martyred, you know, for those that don't know, Peter was crucified. Peter suffered crucifixion. And, and, and as he was being crucified, what he cried out was that he did not deserve to die the same way that his Savior died. And so they said, okay, and they crucified him upside down. They said, "You're fine, we'll do this, you know, torturing him in, in this way instead. But Peter had had this different kind of hope, man. I mean, and it seems like it, the episode seems kind of dark right now. <laughs> but, but honestly, I guess sometimes, well, I guess really what that, what that comes down to is understanding that sometimes the greatest hope happens when, when you go through seasons of darkness. When you go through the dark times, man, that's when, that's when your hope really develops. Yeah, yeah. I, I think when you said that, I think of, um, look at the cross, man. The cross. Yeah. You know, the darkness and the, the evilness of the cross, you know, and, and that, that is, a, that is a story that we're just, we don't want to hear, but I think, I believe that God uses these situations in our lives, you know, to build that character, yeah. you know, and build, build the faith that we need, that solid faith that we need to go to the next season, the next level of our lives. Yeah. Because there's a promise on the other side. There's victory. And that's what the, that's what the gospel is. Jesus died on the cross, but he rose on the third day to give us a new life and a new hope. Yes. And so for us, when we're going through these, man, hey, when, when you're going through these trials and these sufferings, um, God is building that. Like, don't give up because God is building character in you for that next season to build your faith yes, and your faith becomes even stronger and stronger through your sufferings, through the experiences that you've had um, to make you a, a, a powerhouse for the kingdom. You yeah. Know? And I yeah. think it's, it's even, it's needed right now because if 2020, we, we were all stuck on some wrong nouns in 2020, mm-hmm. you know, we were all focused on some wrong nouns and we p- placed our hope in things that just were taken and stripped from us in a day. And so what mattered and what, you know, uh, lasted last year was the faith and the hope that we had if we, if we didn't get off track. And so yeah. I think for this year, it's just like, okay, I'm placing my hope in the right things, man, this year. Um, and God's going to build me and I'm going to, I'm going to accept what he, what he has to offer for me, you know? Yeah. And you know, sorrow lasts for a night, but yeah. joy cometh in the morning. And that's, that's, that's a hope that you can hold on to. Uh, and this this premise of, of hope in the midst of, you know, in the midst of storms, in the midst of darkness, that's, that's when, you know, it's, it's said that it's always darkest before the dawn. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and in these seasons, um, wherever your focus is, wherever your hope is, is going to determine really, um, the outcome of your existence for that season. If that makes, if that makes any sense, you know, if you're placing your hope in yourself and you fail in that season, you're going to be upset. That's going to be the outcome of your existence. Your existence will be you being angry with yourself, you being upset with how all of this went, all of these things, man. And, you know, um, for the joy, the word says that for the joy that was set before Jesus, Mm -hmm. that he endured, he had, so, so Jesus understanding the fullness of this plan and, 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 and already trusting being 100% God also 100% man placed his hope in that moment in God, the father 
And for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. He persevered through the cross, despising the shame. What was the joy set before Jesus? You, me. We were that joy that was set before him. And it was because of that. And and we never, I'm telling you, you never know who's watching you. You never know who's watching you. And so I want you to understand as you're out there listening, man, it may be a season where you've gone through, you're going through some, some, some darkness, you're experiencing some tough times, some, some hard stuff, man. Listen, don't let it be all for naught. Place your hope in God, right? Understand that God can, God can do something with this moment. God can do something with this season. A hope that, that never disappoints, a hope that, that never puts us to shame it is a hope that is placed in Jesus in the darkest seasons of our lives. I love that, man. I think um, <clears throat> going into this year, in this first month of the year, I think that um, let's place our hope in the right things. You know, let's place our hope in in the gospel. Let's place our hope in who God has called us to be. Um, let's not place our hope in what we do, you know, or what we try to plan or what we wish or do. Like, let's anchor ourselves um, to God's word. Yeah. You know, and, and his son, Jesus. Yeah. God's not called us to wish for him. Right. He's called us to hope in him. Right. You know, and so, and so that's just, that's just so important that we do, mm-hmm. that we do that, man. And if we can encourage anybody out there, man, stop wishing, stop, you know, stop, stop, stop uh, putting your hope in the wrong people, places, and things. Yeah. You know, place it in, place it in Jesus. And I promise you, you will not, you will not be disappointed. Um, before before we before we close out, we we're doing we're doing the recommendations, and so I, I do want to I do want to bring the recommendation that I have today. I'm I'm still reading it. I, nobody can if you're watching. I don't know if you can even notice that, so maybe I shouldn't have said anything. But I don't care. It's fine. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> I'm still reading this book. It's a book by uh, Merle R. R. Jordan. Merle R. Jordan. It was really difficult to have a R as the middle initial when your first name was Merle. That was tough for me. Merle R. Jordan. <laughs> And uh, the book is called Reclaiming Your Story, Family History and Spiritual Growth. And this has been really, really good thus far. Um, I, I can tell you that it, this is just, it's, a, it's kind of walking you through the journey of everything that you have gone through in your past. And uh, if you've ever experienced like, you know, rough stuff, if you had a rough upbringing or whatever, or if you have like, you know, some, some family history stuff that you just need to work out or you know you haven't properly all the way worked through or whatever, even if you have, I want to recommend this, man. And, and, and everybody thinks your family's dysfunctional. I'm sure everybody's like, they're all, my family's dysfunctional in its own way. That's fine. Then get this book, uh, read it because what it'll do is it'll help you face yourself. It'll help you face your past. And then it will help you to reclaim with health, with emotional and spiritual health. Uh, and you'll see growth at the end of this. Reclaiming Your Story, Family History and Spiritual Growth by Merle R. Jordan. That's my recommendation for today. Recommendation. Um, this book is actually, I was just looking, 2016 is when it was released. It's by Banning Liebscher. Um, he's the founder and pastor of Jesus Culture. I think they have a church now in Sacramento. But he's, um, man, amazing. He was a youth pastor for many years as well, so... Um, we followed a lot of his, you know, ministry, but he wrote a book called Rooted um, in 2016, The Hidden Places Where God Develops You. Okay. And um, I love it because there's a quote on the back. It says, God is not interested in developing your vision first. He's interested in developing you. Mm. And I think that he goes really into the deep places 
where we need to be developed. It's kind of like even as we're talking about, you know, the reset and abide. God's wanting to get to a place. God's wanting us to get to a place where um, when he does something in us, he can do something through us. Yeah. And so that's kind of what the the whole premise of this book is. It's amazing. I think there's even a, a devotion on the Version app where you can go through like seven days of it or 10 days of it. Um, just little bite-sized devotions, but the book is amazing as well. It goes into a lot more detail. So yeah, it's a great book. Start off the year. So I recommend Rooted, Daniel Leapshire. I love that, man. Make sure you go and check those things out, man. And make sure that you follow us uh, on social yeah, media. Make sure that you subscribe to our YouTube channel. Hit the bell for notifications. We hope that you will do those things. We also hope that you will go love like Jesus because you've been created for hope. We're out.